Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Real Talk podcast with your host, Rebecca Corretto. I am so excited because in this episode, I have the honor of interviewing my good friend, Brie, who is a marketing specialist and a world traveler. She has traveled to 28 countries in the past six months and has had life-changing experiences. And the reason why I asked Brie to be on this podcast is because I am inspired by her story and the experiences she has gone through throughout her life. So let's go ahead and welcome Brie. Hi, Becca. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you for being so brave to be on this podcast (laughs) because I know how intimidating it may feel and I just want you to know that being on this podcast and sharing your story and speaking your truth is going to help empower and inspire so many people out there to not let their past to find them and know that there are endless possibilities for the future. So thank you. Definitely. I'm excited to share my story and share any experiences I've had with everyone on the show. Okay. So the first thing I wanted to have you share was how was it like for you growing up? Can you tell us a little bit about your background growing up? Like where, where did you grow up? Um, how were you raised? How many siblings did you have growing up or anything like that? Definitely. So I was raised in Orange County in a city called La Palma, and growing up, I grew up in a single family household. My mom was the only parent I had around, and I had one other sister, so I had a lot of female energy growing up, which was great. Um, Growing up, we did live in a one-bedroom apartment, so that was something that I always kind of felt... I don't know if embarrassed is the right word, but just, you know, I felt kind of different from everyone else, all my peers in school who maybe had their own bedroom. Um, but yeah, my mom was always very supportive. She played both roles for me growing up. So I'm definitely very appreciative. And I think that really shaped me um, seeing her as such a strong woman to be strong myself. That, wow. Thank you for sharing that. And honestly, you inspire me and you're such a strong woman. So shout out to your mom as well. Like, oh, thank you. I'll <laughs> let her know. Um, and so growing up in, in a single parent household and seeing how much your mom struggled, how do you think that that shaped the way you saw your the world around you and your experiences? Like, did you use, did you think of like, oh, I can't go to college because I don't, want to have any burden on my my mom how was your experiences growing up shape you into who you were and how you viewed the world totally so I would say from the age of around five or six I was very money conscious I always thought money was in very limited supply so I was very conscious about the way I lived and what I expected from life I grew up not thinking I could ever you know, travel, let alone leave like to Big Bear on a weekend or something. I grew up with very limiting beliefs, but I think that really shaped me now that I have a full-time job and I can afford different things to really take advantage of life and know that money comes and goes. It's not a scarce resource. I think that's just your mindset. So I'm very, I just try to live as freely and I spend and I make and I know it's all just, it's just money at the end of the day. Um, yeah, no, and I agree. Like money is energy to me, and so I feel like the 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 belief you have around money determines like how much you are going to attract into your life. So I completely get where you're coming from. How did you growing up like did you 
did you figure out like a way to go to college by paying for it on your own or getting financially like how did you figure it out because were you you the first in your family to go to college I was I was the first out of not just my family but I would say even my extended family so out of everyone and you know typical Latina family we I have at least 30 cousins (laughs) and out of all of them I would say only like three or four went to college and they're like 20 years older than me so I never really saw anyone in like my generation going to college so yeah I mean I just worked hard in school I'm very lucky that my mom always placed um, education really highly education and extracurricular so I think that's what helped me really you know try my best in school and know that the only way I was going to afford college was scholarships I knew that my family couldn't afford it So I definitely worked very hard in school. I tried to do sports, extracurriculars, student government, and I just knew I had to get a scholarship to go to college or else, you know, I most likely couldn't go. And then, um, so for the listeners that are out there and that are maybe considering about going to college, but they're worried about money and they're not even sure what a scholarship is, can you explain what a scholarship is and like the different types that are out there? Definitely. So there's need-based scholarships and then scholarships that are given to students because the school really wants you to go there. So I applied to both. And since my family was more low income, I did get my tuition covered, but on top of that, you can also get additional scholarships that cover other costs like living and food because, you know, when you're in college, it's hard to work and go to school. So my freshman year, I did not work and I just kind of just enjoyed it and got um, acclimated to what it was like being on campus at a university. But then after that, I knew I had to start getting internships and start prepping myself for the real world. That's awesome. And so for those of you listeners that are out there and you're worried about going to college because of the money, like you need to understand that there's so many opportunities out there and a lot of free money that people are willing to give students that want to go to college. And all you need to do is apply. Definitely. There's FAFSA. There's, you can even do loans if that's your only option. Um, There's different programs that help you get access to scholarships. There's a scholarship for everything. So it's just a matter of applying because, you know, the money's out there. We just have to go grab it. Yes, absolutely. And I know for me, like, that's what really helped me during college because, like, I I worked three jobs in college, but then I also got financial aid and scholarships. So I'm so grateful for that. (laughs) So then after college, did you already know what you wanted to do or did you try different careers out like how did you navigate the corporate world yeah so when I went into college I was a bio major I had my heart set on being a dentist and taking one year of biology I was like this is not for me it was so hard and so stressful so then I discovered psychology and I fell in love with it I think psychology is like the people major you know you learn so much about people and you learn how to talk to people and how to navigate, you know, workplaces in life. So I graduated with a psychology degree and I liked marketing. So I kind of gave it a shot and I did marketing internships and then I landed my first full-time job in June. So I found it pretty quickly after graduating. And ever since then, I've been doing marketing and I love it. And there's so much to learn, especially in 2020 with there being 
such a high emphasis on marketing and social media. Yes, and honestly, I am so grateful I met Brie because not only is she a marketing, I think she's a marketing expert, honestly, because she's able to get in the mind of different businesses and see from a strategic standpoint, like how to market them. And so for me, like in my tutoring business, like I asked her questions and she is so, she was so gracious to give me help and advice and like tell me what to look for. So thank you, Brie. Yeah, of course. I think it's important to help each other. You know, we're all working together for a common goal. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes it's hard, like especially as an entrepreneur, like being in your own world and like getting, like I know for me, like I tend to get in my own head because I'm working by myself. Sometimes, yes, I'm working on projects with other people, but like being alone all the time, like on the computer or like working on lesson plans on my own, it's just like if if you don't see the results right away, then you get discouraged and you just like keep talking negatively to yourself. So it's so critical to have a positive mindset and feed yourself with positivity. Um, and so, okay. Also, she's a world traveler, <laughs> so um, can you go ahead and let us know, like tell us about like where you've been, when you first started traveling, and what why, what was your purpose for traveling? Yeah, so the first time I actually lev- left America was when I went to visit my grandma in Argentina because she was, I think, 88 years old, she had pneumonia, and she was so, so, so sick. So I knew this was probably the last time I was going to be able to see her. And unfortunately, she did pass away like three weeks before I got there. So it was very sad. But that was the first time I actually went to Argentina. And that's when I first fell in love with travel, just because I had never experienced different cultures other than the U.S. really, you know. So that's when it really sparked for me. And I knew I wanted travel to be my priority to learn and grow and just learn about the world. So since then, um, I traveled to different places like Thailand, Bali, um, Costa Rica, but it wasn't enough for me. I definitely wanted to really just go all in. I'm the type of person I either go all in or I don't do it at all. So I was like, I made a plan and my plan was to quit my job and travel. And I ended up traveling for four months this past summer. So I started in May and I ended up in October. And I traveled the world and I went through all of Europe, so like Eastern Europe, Western, Central, Southern. I did the Middle East and I did hit one country in Africa because, you know, it's on my bucket list to go to Africa. So I had to go. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then, I mean, while you were there, like, can you share some of like the experiences that you had and that really changed your perspective and your outlook on life? Yeah, I definitely learned that here in the U.S., we just live so fast and we're always trying to do it all. And a lot of the world lives a lot more slowly, but that doesn't mean they're not doing enough. I think I learned it's okay to slow down and, you know, just enjoy life because life is meant to be enjoyed. Like there's that stereotype that the Greeks are so slow and they're so sluggish. But after living or being in Greece for, I think I was there for about three weeks. I understand why they're so slow and sluggish because it's so hot in the summers. I almost actually fainted on a hike. Like I got so lightheaded and I thought I was going to faint. I was like, this is how it ends. Like I was so scared. I don't speak Greek, you know. And then I had these people come up to me and they're like, you need to relax. You need to sit down and drink some water. You go, go, go. You just need to sit. And I was like, wow, you're so right. So there's different ways of living and 
none is right none is wrong but i I think that's what i really learned okay so first off like wow like that is just like a perspective change for me because i know i'm a go-getter and i tend to move very quickly and i feel like i'm literally not doing enough and so the fact that you're that like we relate on that level and you're over there and you're literally about to faint and somebody tells you to slow down and it's pretty much reinforcing like being present and I know that that is a lot that I've had to learn recently is to be present be in the moment mm-hmm. but just because the outside world and outside factors tell us to like achieve 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 go 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 sometimes in order for us to go is to just slow down and be in the moment and be present and obviously take care of your health and <laughs> drink water so that that was a good lesson <laughs> how do you think that you have grown from this experience traveling to so many countries and meeting so many different cultures and people like how do you think that that has grown you into the person that you are today it definitely made me more independent and not scared to do things on my own. I used to be, and it's sad to say this, but I used to be the type of person that couldn't go to the grocery store by myself because I was just like, would it be weird if I was by myself? Like, what will people think? Now, I can't care less what people think. (laughs) Like, I think the only opinion that matters is my own or my friends and family that really know me. You know, everyone's going to have an opinion about you Everyone has something to say, but just staying true to yourself and focusing on what you think is most important. So, wow. No, and I can completely relate to you on that because I mean, I used to be so afraid to go out to eat alone. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want people to think I'm weird. Like, I'm just yeah. sitting there all alone. <laughs> they feel sorry for me. But then, I see it now as like it's so liberating to eat by yourself and like go wherever you want, eat whatever you want, leave whenever you want and go whenever time you don't have to wait on somebody else not that I'm saying like I don't like hanging out with other people but sometimes when you're in a rush and maybe you have an hour to spare like it's best to just do what you want to do on your own and then you can not you don't have to worry about time you just worry about being present being in the moment and enjoying yourself so yeah I think making yourself happy you have to really just understand what makes you happy and Make things happen for yourself because, you know, I think we all have a goal of like traveling or starting a business. And if you wait on someone to do that, it's never going to happen. You have to just set goals and make them, you know, and make it happen. And if someone wants to join you later on, that's fine. But just making sure you like just take your first step forward and just make it happen for yourself. Yeah. And then, I mean, as far as you traveling, like... And those people that want to travel and live their life fully, like what advice would you say to them if they're scared of quitting their job or if they're scared of like the money or like what would you, what advice would you give them first? I would say traveling is a lot more affordable than you think. The U.S. and especially California, New York, the big uh, major cities, they are so expensive Think about how much you pay in rent, your car bill, car insurance, and just eating out with your friends, gas. It all adds up to at least, you know, maybe a couple thousand a month. Living in Thailand can be $500 a month. Living in South America could be like 700 to 1000 So it's very affordable. It's just a matter of maybe giving up some luxuries you have now and 
saving up for a bigger goal. You know, like not having the latest car. You don't need a subscription to all the HBO, Netflix, Hulu accounts. Like you can't watch five things at once. So just giving up small luxuries, I think, is what really helped me save for my trip. And just making sure that I remembered at the end of the day, you know, to live more minimal minimally. I mean, yeah, no. And honestly, I, I can't wait to travel more often, just like you. And I, eventually, like, once my business is going really well, that is one of my goals is to travel for at least three months. Um, so thank you for inspiring me to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also wanted to ask you, when you were traveling to so many different places, I mean, what was one thing you noticed that, of how people lived like how did that inspire you to live a life differently here well one thing I did notice every country does differently is how they use bathroom (laughs) okay (laughs) that was a big one every country has their own type of way of doing it like some people have a sink inside outside some people don't have toilet paper at all some people have an outhouse Uh yeah but on a realer note um everyone just the way they spend their time Like, some people spend their time, like the Italians, they just spend all morning, it seems, like smoking a cigarette and drinking espresso, you know? And then other places, they share tea. So how they form community during the day, that was a big factor I saw. There was a lot of community. I think because life is a little bit slower, they just have more time or spend their time with each other. And I think that's something that we need to work on here because we're very isolated here in America in the Western world. Whereas anywhere on the streets of like Jordan, Israel, you'll see friends and family just hanging out, drinking tea, talking. They're not really on their phones, taking Snapchats and Instagram videos. They're just enjoying the moment and being present. So that's something I really learned and admire. And I try my best to incorporate that into my life now. Wow. And I didn't even know that. So thank you for sharing. And I, I mean, I didn't know how it was like in other countries and that is something that I, I'm trying to model for myself, but it is hard because living here in the Western world, it's like everything's so fast paced, everybody's on their phone, like, okay, where did you go? Um, what hashtag did you use? And like always being seen, heard and, but then in reality, really not because people are so focused on their phones and not with one another and building that solid relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> what is one thing that you learned in the past year that you're letting go of this year? I think I learned that I'm responsible for my own happiness. And I used to really look towards relationships or people to make me happy. But I've learned that I have to take charge of my happiness because living selfishly sometimes is the way to go, you know, prioritizing my time and my energy. If I really don't feel like hanging out with someone or I just can't make it to someone's party or event, doing that is for the greater good because, you know, we all just have to live kind of selfishly and just care about ourselves. Yeah, that's good advice. And I guess like making sure that your cup is full before you pour into others, because I mean, who wants to like be around somebody that has low energy and low vibration and like that negativity that you're not, you need to like be able to refuel yourself with positivity before and putting yourself first and foremost before you can give and channel that type of positivity to someone else. Definitely. Okay. So 
this last question I have for you, and it is something that I am trying to implement in my life, is doing something scared every year, something that scares me, something that's out of my comfort zone. And so for me, it's attending conferences that where I have to speak to people and introduce myself because I'm such an introvert. Um, and so I'm doing more of that. What is one thing that you want to do this year that is out of your comfort zone? Something I'm really wanting to get more into that I dabbled with a little bit in 2019 was acro yoga. You know, um, acro yoga, for those of you that don't know, it's you basically work with a partner and they hold you up. I think we all did growing up the little flying bird where you hold each other's hands and they put their feet, the partners on the ground with their feet on your hips and you're kind of like flying. So it's that, but you do different poses, you do different um, forms with them. So it's a great exercise and it's also a lot of balance, a lot of mentally trusting someone because they're holding you up with their feet. Like you have to really trust each other because if you fall, you fall on them and if, you know, vice versa. So that's something I really want to get into because it's great for your mind and just it's a great way of relaxing and feeling a sense of accomplishment when you hit the pose that you were striving to do. So that's something I'm definitely looking forward to, to getting more into now that the weather is getting a little bit nicer. Wow. That's so, that's so, that seems so exciting and scary at the same time. Yeah, definitely exciting, but scary and a great workout. So I'm all about that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So where do you go to like try something like that? So there's a couple of Facebook groups um, like OC Acro Yoga and Long Beach Acro Yoga. So I'd attend like the jams that they have. The jams are like the free sessions. And yeah, just getting more into that. You know, I had this like limiting belief last year that, you know, it's so, it's mental, but like if I gained a couple pounds, I was like, oh, I'm too heavy to be lifted for acro yoga. Then meanwhile, there's like a 200 pound man or, you know, any weight person. It's all about just like your core strength and just getting out there and doing it and practicing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that is like with anything in life. Like we all are going to fail at something in the beginning, but we just need to keep at it and persevering and learning from a mistake that we made in, in order to keep growing, whether that's in acro yoga, whether that's with our business, whether that's with trying out a new sport. So yeah, everything's definitely mental, emotional, and physical <laughs> yeah. to some extent. It's just trying to master all three of those for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners or tell them any advice? Um, the last advice I want to give is live your best life. And I know everyone says that, but truly, you know, we only have one life and it's so limited. So just do what makes you happy, live your truth. And yeah, thank you so much for having me on today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being on here. I really, really appreciate it. And I know all the listeners on here are going to appreciate hearing from the perspective of somebody that has literally lived their life to the fullest and is continually living their life. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so for those of you that would like to c continue to follow Brie on her journey, you can find her on Instagram at B-R-E-E-P-A-A. And again, that is at B-R-E-E-P-A-A. -A. And as always, I greatly appreciate you all for listening. And thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.